Welcome to and almost starring the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And Wagon Wheel Watusi. We're looking at a burlesque. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. I knew. I knew it had to. It could only be that. It could only be wagon wheel <laughs> wop to see. Just the best possible song title to have share call out. Uh, uh, it's so good. It's so good. Amy Joe, how are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm looking forward to unpacking this nonsense. <laughs> how are you? Oh, same, same, same. We are in week three of our Dog Days Month. We had Congo, we had Supergirl, and now Burlesque. We are only getting more gay as the month goes, and I am here <laughs> for it. We are just more camp and more silly, silly nonsense. I don't think the month is going to continue in this trend, knowing what we have programmed coming up, uh, but uh, yes. this is a nice little midpoint for our month. Uh, I'm pretty And our by. year, really. And our, you know what, a great <laughs> midpoint for the year, because we can only go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, and of course, on our uh, Patreon this month, we have a full-length watch-along commentary on Jaws. Just waiting for you, listener. And if you're like, I can't afford the $5 a month for these extra episodes, if you can afford $3 a month, you can be getting all of these main feed episodes a whole day early. You could be spoiling it for your friends. You could be like, hey, did you know this was who was up for burlesque? And they'd be like, how did you know that? The end almost starring episode hasn't dropped yet. And you'd just be like, well, <laughs> I'm just that good. Sneaky, sneaky. You listen to it on Monday instead of Tuesday. Boom. Sick. Sick, bro. Uh, and don't forget to like, subscribe, write a review, tell your friend. You know all that jazz You by know the now, drill. Friend. Even just, you know, going on our Instagram, following us on Instagram, Follow liking Instagram. our posts, saving Look, our posts, helping us out with the algorithm. Our, our Instagram's a good time. We've got That's fun true. little audiogram sneak peeks of each episode. We've got fun, stupid little memes that I make. we got our Insta-guessing game every Friday. With We give you three clues. You try to guess what the movie is. And it's a fun fun silly time so yeah. hang, hang out with us on instagram people it's a good time uh, at and almost starring of course but right now today we're here to talk about a film and i say film not movie because this is a film this is a this is a <laughs> cinematic experience wait no i'm i'm mistaken what am i thinking of i'm thinking of uh lincoln spielberg's Vicky, lincoln anything this, else? this is a music video that's technically masquerading as a movie we, burlesque came out on november 24th 2010 and was written and directed by steve anton amy joe what's your experience with burlesque had you seen it before um this was one that when it came out i was fully fully a young adult living in new york city mm -hmm. and was like I have not the time, money, nor inclination to go see this trash in the theater. <laughs> so I saw it, I guess the first time I saw it was we did a watch party, like a, a pandemic Netflix teleparty type thing with a bunch of our friends. That was the first time I saw it. And then we very recently did an in-person watch party with a bunch <laughs> of our friends and watched it there. So yeah, because it was so good that it was like, this can't just be the online watch party no, viewing where you're on your own little computer and you have that you're typing like, comments yeah you got like your aim chat on the i mean side. it was still super fun but very fun all but of like us this, just yelling at the television this, was yeah you need more to, fun this is an in-person movie oh yeah you need you can't and by that i don't 
I mean, you can't watch this by yourself. Listener, if you're, I mean, maybe you if, can. And hey, look, I did for preparation for I, this podcast. Well, that's true. We were not, I was not, I was out of state. So we did, we did watch this apart <laughs> together. Um, but as with the other, other two films, listener, it's okay to like a movie. It's okay to dislike a movie. So if you like this movie, there's nothing wrong with that. I, there are far worse movies that we have. And let me be clear. I this month enjoy alone. Enjoy this movie. It, I enjoy, it's so delightfully yeah. watchably bad you know Absolutely. this is this is not like some that we've covered where i'm like right right it, it, I, it, never never right, never right. this was like well, oh yeah i'd throw it on there's a real movie in here hiding yes. somewhere you know um like we'll get into it but like i think there's a reason that christina aguilera's acting career never really took off after this yeah. but she's not terrible very few people are embarrassing themselves in this well movie. i think there are a few people that are embarrassing themselves and i, I think said, we're going to talk about them i did but, but i, I think said if there's very a few, few. A few recasts maybe we maybe 20 minutes shorter total yeah and uh you know and some rewriting of this old script a little rewrite ten. and i think we got ourselves a movie we got a, t- a nice 90 minute fun time at the theater y'all yes uh so spoilers ahead if you have not seen burlesque a, this is burlesque, and uh, show us how you burlesque. Welcome and, to burlesque. And welcome to burlesque. First, the, welcome to First, burlesque. Welcome to burlesque. Secondly, this. This this right here is, is burlesque, burlesque, y'all. And I got to say, quick sidebar, I, I disagree. Yeah, you can you can really give us the, the lowdown on what, as someone who works with burlesque artists yeah yeah in burlesque shows in yeah. burlesque shows yeah, yeah. why so, don't why don't we do uh, yeah, synopsis because okay. in the telling yeah, of some of telling, it it will be obvious I, I think that's a great idea so spoilers ahead you haven't seen burlesque you haven't seen in a while is a brief ish synopsis uh so we meet ali rose which is christina aguilera of course uh her backstory is her mother died when she was seven she's living in iowa at a diner bar and she's that like seems you know to what close in the middle of the day well they close which makes sense you close in between lunch and dinner they seem like oh. they're closing now and then she because he's the boss is like you gotta be you'll, you'll be here for the dinner rush i see and she's like no other woman who's gone from this movie after this scene is like i'm not gonna be here for the dinner rush i'm taking the money he owes me i'm hitting the road but not first, a penny more first i'm gonna scrout my face off yeah i'm gonna hang out after having stolen money well not i mean you know arguable but after having taken money from the cash register i'm gonna hang out long enough to sing a full number (laughs) then leave yeah and she catches a bus to los angeles and she is not having much success in los angeles uh in the montage day that she's there for until she sees this burlesque club and she's like what what okay like what is this and she rolls up and there's there's alan coming the mc himself is 20 bucks okay okay let's pause right here to discuss the inclusion and exclusion of alan coming if you told me that all of alan coming scenes were shot in two days on a green screen and he was digitally inserted into the movie (laughs) i would believe you to me Number one, there's so many numbers in this movie that mm-hmm. feel like knockoff Candred Ebb, knockoff Kurt Vile, which is yeah. to say like knockoff, knockoff, knockoff German yeah. cabaret style um, stuff. There's there's legit a number in here. Is it this is burlesque that that is a mine hair ripoff like they're on chairs They're I They think, are in some I places that is the this is burlesque number. Yeah, yeah they are like doing mine hair choreography like and yeah. I, you were not you, pleased. No, because it's like, it's one thing, you see some movies, you're like, oh, what a great homage to this. Right. But this just feels like a sloppy 
if it's trying to be an homage, yeah. it's really sloppy. And having Alan coming in this movie doing nothing feels number one insulting but number two like it's them trying to give some kind of legitimacy to this like underground nightclub everyone's like look we got alan coming people loved him in you know cabaret that gritty revival he did like him in the tony awards performance in like what was that 98 i want to say it was shocking to me because you know i'd only seen the like, movie the with movie joel, with joel gray, gray previous episode and i had also only at that point seen alan cumming as mr elton in emma so <laughs> imagine you're me <laughs> you're uh-huh. in like but and romy michelle how did you see romy michelle by 98 well when did it come out uh 96 i believe then i probably had but but, but regardless, way. to regardless. see him like he's still giving pretty heroin chic. Do, know, they did Vilkman on the Tonys. Yeah, it was just like that's yeah. Mr. Elton. Yeah. Like it. Here he is with his nips out. Yes, and then to see him in this dressed like a mime. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Unfo- Why is he wearing so many clothes in this movie? So many clothes. So many. It's it's more just like the usage of him feels like a really it's so ill. Strange. Ill-advised he's, attempt he, to get themselves the t- legitimacy. He's the ticket taker, like the box office, and then he gets one number, which is just like, which is felt very. It's great. It's like a sexy. This was like the first number. You have two contortionists. That's and, also just two ladies. Yes, it's a hundred percent that. We're talking cabaret. Yes. There, but this was like one of the first things I saw where I was like, this is something you would see at a burlesque variety nightclub situation. Even if they're not stripping, this is like very in the circlesque world. Yeah. I was like, this, this feels like alt nightlife to me. It takes over half of the movie before the numbers start feeling remotely burlesque. It, uh-huh. But until someone removes an article of clothing. Yes. And it's, it's just, which is weird. There's that number early on with Kristen Bell, the dentist <sighs> number. I can't. But that it starts where she's in this like little lacy bodysuit thing. And I'm like, that's fine. But like, all you had to do was have like a dentist like a dentist coat yes and then you pop it open and even you know you got to start with more clothes on yeah and then end even if you don't end in like pasties and the thong and that's it even if you're ending in like a bodysuit or whatever yeah. you could be ending in a t-shirt and shorts for like hair but you got to start with a trench coat you, you gotta, gotta go from more to less you absolutely do and, and like don't do that for most the first of my three quarters of this movie most of my burlesque friends have pg versions of a lot of their acts they mm-hmm. have like the family friendly one they have the one they can do in certain clubs that don't allow like pasties this sort of thing like they have various options but they still involve part of the comedy like the fact that they're cutting to all these people who are like laughing uproariously at Kristen bell doing nothing you know just laying there in her like anita in nine uh like bodysuit like it was clearly it looked to me like a reference to that but by american well, maybe Apparel. maybe they were imagining how funny it would be if it was actually being performed by the person <laughs> singing it megan mullally is that megan who that is? Mal- didn't that know it until i was looking it up is great after from a research and was like that what but and i'm still not sure if she just recorded it or if she has like an movie? album i don't maybe she has an album i don't know because it looked like typing it in that number it looked like it's a bet midler yeah. number yes but the their version is fully once you once you know that then you listen to it you're like oh obviously this is Megan. yeah Lally. when you what have the i am uh, not i do even have the uh like when you're watching it on prime mm-hmm. and you can do the like you right, know, right, x-ray right, right. type thing it'll pop up what song it is and it said bet midler but i was like this is clearly not bet midler yeah. singing it no, but Megan Mullally. yeah but regardless like yeah it's it's they're all dressed like they're in chicago the the yes. like revival 
level of Chicago, which is fine. It's like sexy, but yeah. that's not, there's nothing funny about this comedy number she's doing. And part of the comedy can be what you're saying, like starting in like a full dental uniform and like going down to like, instead she's just like sexily lounging on things. I was like, this weird. isn't funny. It's the lyrics weird. are like wink, wink. They're not like, <laughs> um, but uh, to, to get in some more of this synopsis. Oh, right, right. I, I said I'd let you plot. get this synopsis um, Yeah, so she, she sees this burlesque club run by Tess Cher, who sings Welcome to Burlesque. Yes. We still don't understand what burlesque is based off. It's no. Show a little more, show a little less, add a little smoke. Welcome to burlesque. Um, well, you know, I will say most most uh, venues do love a haze machine. So, sure. so you know what? I, you Good know, point. Good point. That's one for this movie. That's true. She meets Jack, no, this bro. song wannabe songwriter bartender in a bowler hat in this bowler hat oh this guy this guy's literally the worst uh so he like go see tess to try to get a job who immediately is like no so she just decides she she like goes backstage i know this is like jack jack should be out on the street jack should be fine this is a fireable offense yeah to just send some rando who shows up don't care that she looks like Christina Aguilera, it's still like, just waltz on back in the middle of the show and just start jab, jabbering they're a chair. They're at work. Like, <laughs> they're it's backstage. Not even, if it was at least like after the show be one thing, but it's it, can't, it, has to be, it has to be in the middle because she is like, oh, I can't get an audition. What I'm going to do, or a job, I'm going to just start waitressing anyway. And then it's like, oops, I'm, I work here now and Jack has hired me and Cher is just, this is, I've never seen Cher as such a pushover and she's like, very Tess chill is like like she should be so and she, it's like they try where she's just like always no to Allie like you can't audition you can't do this but it feels like within the same scene each time it's just like you know what you're still talking so you win Allie Wagon wheel want to see. Wait, but we were had our friends over for a watch party, and and uh, she's like, "Okay, all right." One of our <laughs> friends just goes, "Well, no wonder your business is in trouble. Yeah, you can't say no to just this rando who's just because she's she just won't shut up until you give her a that job." That like, seems like right, a you got the job. Perfectly good reason to say no to her. One hundred percent. But she's now a waitress, and eventually. Uh, and we meet other people that work at the club, including so Sammy many, so Tucci, many people who's Tess's assistant. We meet Peter Gallagher, who's like a co-owner of the. It's, the well, it's his ex. Their and Cher's ex-husband. Because um, the that's like the main plot threads are it's Allie wanting to be a burlesque star, and her trajectory is she's the waitress. Then Julianne Huff is pregnant who works so in the show so she needs a replacement her. and Allie she nails the choreography she knows all the choreography and all the numbers including Wagon, Wagon Wheel to see. so now she can be in the show but Chris, the star Kristen Belanicki's upset so she's gonna sabotage her and pull the plug on the song right when she's performing um, oh no that's sorry that's I'm I'm Kristen Bell is uh, playing the star and also a drunk um, she's like a real vindictive, bitchy star and an alcoholic. None of these colors fit well on Kristen Bell. No, nor do all of these colors appear in the performance. No, 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 no. Yeah, um, which we'll get into. But so Cher is like, Kristen Bell, you're out of here. Go home and sleep it off. And Allie, you're, you're going out. on. You're going to go out there, a little Iowa girl, but you're coming back a star. And that's when Kristen Bell pulls the plug on the music. And then- But that they were all lip syncing too. Yes, because that's, that's the how thing. they do Only in the Cher is allowed Only to sing. Tess. Everyone else has to lip sync. Uh, like, and- which also <laughs> makes no sense to me. Most burlesque performers that I know either sing live or 
do not lip sync. They perform to the music. But I get if that's the show. That's this this venue specific vibe is like you want to be in part of our show. That's what it is. It's you're going to lip sync to these famous numbers. And the focus is on the dancing and the not actually taking off your clothes like a, like in a burlesque. Um, but in this, it's like you pull the plug, but you done goof my guy, Belle, because it's Christina Aguilera. So she just starts singing. You didn't know this is one of the best voices that has ever been on the planet. And I love that Cher is like, all right, here's what we're going to do tomorrow. You tomorrow, you're going to figure out all the song, key, what key you're comfortable singing in. We're going to come back. We're going to make a whole new show and reopen tomorrow. And everyone's like, hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> we're going to save this venue by the power of Christina Aguilera's voice. And honestly, not a bad plan because they are in the red. This co- they're they're going down. I mean, they have a huge seating area. This is a massive it's venue. True. And so now they're charging more, but it's still not they're still they owe too much money to the bank. Yeah, you can't. You get, know, most venues aren't going to make everything off ticket sales alone. You know, you got to be yeah. like really how high they should be raising their drink prices, you know, yeah, all this kind of stuff. Exactly. But they got this wealthy club goer Marcus Ugh. who he wants to buy You say the Jack's venue. the worst. I think this guy's actually Here's the, the worst. Here's the thing. I think they have made Marcus so much, so bland and so nothing and unlikable just to make Jack look I'm like sh- a somewhat I am decent sure that's option true. in comparison. Because yes. um, it's like a race to the bottom with these two guys, <laughs> I must say. Uh, we Both of whom we'll, we'll be talking about. Oh, yes. um, but that's like, that's the main, th- the, the three main threads are Ali wants to be a burlesque star. She's a burlesque star and the star of the show by like the halfway midpoint. into the movie. Yeah. We got to save the venue, which is Cher's so whole drama. Keep being a burlesque star. Um, and it's this whole will they, won't they Ugh. with Ali and Jack, who's got his fiance, Glee's Diana Hagron, is the actor in New York. So we, we, she's on the, we never hear her on the phone. Um, so I was kind of hoping it was all made up. It was all a lie. Like it, it's, she's, it's like she died eight years ago and he, he's not really talking to anyone. No, on the this phone. movie is not doing anything that interesting. <laughs> uh, and she, and yeah, and then she just, that's, it's, it's awful. It honestly should all be cut out this whole subplot. Like if you, you want to have her have some guy that she gets together with, that's fine. He doesn't need to have this fiance. You can like trim, trim this down to like 20% of what it is. This is where I think most of there's, the movie should be snip snip there's snippery. also like rather than the whole fiance thing being the thing that's keeping them apart you know it could also even just be like you know th- there's power dynamics with he works at the club i don't date co-workers or like sure. then she you know ascends and then as much like higher ranked at the club than him is there tension there he also wants to be a songwriter does he actually he should be playing in the band too is my thought like yeah he should be the the guy on keys and like yeah he he won a nashville like youth songwriting oh, contest I this and that's again. what told him that he was meant to do something special with his life but he just can't finish a song since and now it's been uh, two decades later and he's uh, living in la notoriously in LA. Yeah. a very competitive yeah Place for the music industry. Um, but so the film ends with uh, Allie saves the club because she realizes that they can, she gets the idea from Marcus, who did the same thing. They can sell the air rights above the burlesque club. To preserve the view. To preserve the view because it's the best best view. On in, the Sunset Strip. On the Sunset Strip. So they're going to sell it to James Brolin in a little cameo. Hello. And they save the club. Oh, man. I <laughs> Alan Cumming is two lines in the number because there's no music in that little common number. It's just, but in the beginning, he just goes, I caramba. And then he like trips into one woman's crotch. One of the contortionists. Makes an audible sniff mm-hmm. and then looks out and goes, 
hello. And they cut to a guy in the audience spitting spit out his tech. drink Full that he's laughing so hard. And I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. I think you I don't. Lo- Alan Cumming is great and he's very funny, but I don't think that's enough to get a spit take from anyone. Yeah, what kind of normies are going to this joint? Um, but along with saving the day by getting the plan to sell the air rights, uh, Jack finally finishes a song to give to Ali. And actually, this one I do want to read some of the lyrics too. Oh, this please. Took him, this, is, this is the show me how you burlesque because we welcomed to burlesque and then- Told you what it is. This is this burlesque. This is burlesque. And now show me how you- Now, now you, you audience, audience. Show me how you burlesque. Uh, let's see. I so, want a like dramatic reading, Jeff. Oh, um, it's going to be the most I want dramatic Shakespeare. reading I can give you. Underneath the city lights, there is a world few know about where the rules don't apply, no. And you can't keep a good girl down. She going through the club looking for a good time. Gonna make that, shake that money on the dime. Don't need a sugar daddy. She can work it just fine. Up on the table, she'll be dancing all night. Hey, hey, baby doll, just come alive under the spotlight. All the girls want to fall in line. We say, hey, 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 hey. Here come the ladies, bout to give a little show. Hey, 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 here go the boys. You gotta show a little more. Hit it up, get it up. Won't let you rest. Hit it up, get it up. This is not, this is not a test. Hit it up, get it up. Gotta give me your best. So get your ass up. Show me how you burlesque. Ugh. This took him the whole movie to write this song. This also has my least favorite piece of choreography, which is when they're like, <laughs> get your ass up, show me how you burlesque. They go into like a wide second position. It's And they then they like make little like, come at me like mm-hmm. gestures with their fingers, but they're almost come doing at like me with your burlesque moves. Yeah. Bro. But they're doing off. like high knees basically. So they're like, and it's, it's just not great with all their like shimmying fringy stuff. And I was like, there's nothing sexy about this. Like wide second, like I'm, I'm ready to go run like football ladders kind of thing. It's like every, and they did it every time that <laughs> phrase appeared in the number. I was like, you've got to stop this. My favorite thing about that last number is cause now Julianne Huff is back in the show. I guess they don't show that she's had the baby she gets married to this guy but then and she there's like a slight bump at the wedding this wedding scene right i'm and gonna guess to, this is just showing the club is doing well months, months later. later i know but then I, I just wanted like the little you know tracking shot through the back as they're all getting ready and she's got and everyone's and cooing over the baby yeah like that would be like helpful yeah, and great. You, you've yeah. seen like the lived in nature of yeah. it all um but my favorite thing is that they cut and it's not even far enough away so you're cutting to here's Christina Aguilera. And the ensemble, no Kristen Bell, no uh, Julian Huff. And then they cut in to close-ups of them as if they are part of this mm-hmm. ensemble, as if we cannot see that they are not there in the, the wider shot, shot so that they don't have to learn all of that choreography and be like, I don't want to have to do like, you can't even, you can't even see me. Just, I'll be over here at craft services. I'll be over here uh, getting ready. I'm, mean, I'm G- already recording lines for Frozen. And Julian then I'll Huff come is back. legitimately a professional dancer. It's true. I don't know. Well, but maybe it was like, I imagine it was a shooting schedule thing. In. Or maybe it's a shooting schedule thing. Sure. It could yeah. be. Could be. I don't know. But either way, it made me laugh each time they cut uh, in uh, as if like, and next to Christina Aguilera, you can't see her in the wide, but right there is Kristen Bell. I swear to God. There's one shot in the finale where Kristen Bell like is, 
like it's not a close up on her. It's like a mid shot, you know, so there's a few other people, but she just looks so like dead in the face. <laughs> and then the next shot that they cut back to her, she's like, yeah. And I was like, ooh, they, she, if she really looked at this too oh, closely, man. I bet she is uh, mad they used oh. that take. Well, I'm sure that in this year of 2022 that Kristen Bell has not looked closely at this movie since I, 2010. I sincerely. She's not looked at this movie closely yeah. in a decade. No. Um, so initial thoughts. Amy Joe, I know we've been chatting about it as we've gone, but uh, anything off the top of your head that yeah. you want to... Okay, yeah. so like just a quick burlesque primer type thing. Like with Cabaret, there's like all sorts of things that like fall under the umbrella of burlesque. So I'm not out here trying to say that I know everything or that there there isn't a world where some of this wouldn't fit in a burlesque club. But typically you have... And and granted, this is also an establishment where you have like a bunch of dancers doing stuff. It's the like same show night after night, which is not the way a lot of my burlesque friends tend to operate. Like I'm in a show right now that we're rehearsing and there's we have quite a few burlesque performers in it. When when they're going and doing their own individual gigs, you're bringing your own costumes. You have a costume for each act that you do. You know, one one of my fellow performers was like, oh, and so and so wanted me to do this. And he really wanted my ice cream act. But I was like, well, I, I charge extra for that because there's no way I'm getting dressed up like an ice cream cone and like, you know, taking a cab from Brooklyn to the Upper West Side. Just, the, these yeah. are the conversations these yeah. people have because they're carrying wigs and things because you need a bunch of stuff rigged to pull away. So you usually have like a corset, a bra, like some kind of like you just have a lot of things that you can take off. There wasn't a single glove in this entire movie. No, no. And that is like such an easy thing. Strip off a glove. We That's, got that one number with Christina Aguilera and like the pearl dress. Yes. Where and like that was great. The top goes like flying away and then the bottom goes flying away. And, she's and then got she the has feathers. fans. She got the fans. Fan and dance the classic. End, she ends like fans go away, but she's like perfectly standing in front of a thing that covers up the bits. It was like, it was great. And, and it that, took us like an hour and 15 minutes. Neo burlesque is very, uh, it's very femme forward. You know, it's mostly women and, and femme folk who like run the industry. And it's very, there's a strong sense of playfulness. Mm. And I have laughed harder at most burlesque shows than at many other things. Because like yeah. you have each performer with their individual sense of humor, sensibility. And I've seen some like beautiful burlesque acts that were yeah. not funny per se, you right. know, but like there's well, we've such... also seen someone do a burlesque act as Treebeard from Lord of the Rings oh, with yes. a little She's Mary and Pippin list. doll attached to their hip. If you go <laughs> on, on stilts, on stilts. stilts doing a burlesque act. Yes. Dressed as an ent. So if you Shmish if you go amazing. to YouTube, you can look up uh, you can just look up Treebeard Burlesque, but the the dancer's name is Hazel Honeysuckle, and like th but that kind of thing where you're like yes yeah. you can see all manner of things, and the fact that there's like no no stripping no it's like burlesque is to like often called like the art of the tease you right. know and there's no teasing in this it's just dancing and that's fine but then this is more of like a dance club the fact that it is the title of the movie and there's three songs it honestly feels like someone saw a drag show and they were like let's do that but just with women yes just with straight cis Ab women absolutely do just in beautiful outfits we'll have lip syncing and that's look the show. like the rockettes 
that that is a dance show. They're all doing a very specific thing. They're all in costumes. You know, you're not expecting like them to strip or anything like that. That this is just like a different version of that. Yeah. Or this is someone saw the movie Showgirls and like, well, what if this was yes. G rated and my grandma could see it? Yes. Which, you know, a lot of burlesque uh, folks will be like, yes, I'm a stripper. It's just like not like there's there's more typically more artistry to it and you have more agency often as yeah. like a burlesque. I mean specifically the show that they're doing in Showgirls, which is not yes. they're also not stripping. Yes, this they're is just, not, it's like a it's a show. This is a review. very showgirl Vegas style thing, which is fine if that's what you're doing. But to call it burlesque is it's like weird. I think you have missed the boat because <laughs> there's a big neo burlesque movement that we're yeah. in right now. You know, and it's like so much more creative and satisfying and fun and exciting than anything other than the pearl number like that and then there was the one where she first puts on the the blonde bob and she's got a little tutu i am a good girl oh, that one that's the one she's she's wearing like a little tutu the outfit looks like it's rigged appropriately for her burlesque yeah. number it looks like the corset could come off and then you could take out the bra of course she only loses the tutu and that's fine right i understand like this is a movie and they're trying to market it to, you know i get that but it was like oh Someone removed an item of clothing in a way that was playful. What? what? Heaven forbid. Yeah. So that's that is me watching this. There the the montage where she's like reading a bunch of burlesque like giant coffee table books on burlesque and like the history of burlesque it made me so mad. I was like, she's, she might as well be looking up like these WikiHow articles of like <laughs> how to burlesque. But also, it's like if you're gonna burlesque look at for dummies, like famous like burlesque performers from you know burlesque also came out of like right. the music halls and variety and she all of this she should be on youtube looking up dita von Teese. she should be looking up like yes. burlesque artists and and but like that's but but even the fact that like she's doing this research is great but so stupid because none of it happens in that club no why does she need to know about gypsy rose lee oh. like if they're not going to do anything remotely like that so yeah. anyway yeah. that's uh, uh that's my little uh diatribe on that i, I will say on the by the same token of um, you talking about normally, you know, they're bringing their own costumes to the club. At least Cher got that memo because almost all of her outfits in this movie are her own personal wardrobe. Well, that's... And most of them, Bob Mackie. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, of when on, on my brother's movie, um, uh, Megan Stallion is in it, she brought her own hair and oh, makeup and nail people. That is amazing. Because it's just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. not that I'm sure your people yeah. are fine, but like it. she has to obviously look a particular way and work with people who are familiar with like the look and what she wants. So she came in with that whole team. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. If you're Cher, you're like, I know how I look and how I look right. good. And yeah. uh, I don't, yeah. I am too tired oh, of, of yeah. working <laughs> with other people who <laughs> did not get it right. So the direct, the writer director, Steve Anton, he got the idea for the film after watching Christina Aguilera perform as a featured vocalist for the Pussycat Dolls. Because he's the brother of the, the Robin Anton, who, like, founded the Pussycat Dolls. Okay. And he's directed, like, some of their, like, shows and, like, stuff. So he's that's, like, his background of where he came from. And uh, it's not a bad idea to see Christina Aguilera and be like, I think we could build a movie around Absolutely. her. Um, you know, especially that voice. Uh, it really is outlandish when she opens yeah. her mouth and starts to sing you're like wow yeah it's a 55 million dollar budget for this movie it made 39 million in the u.s and 89 worldwide okay. so like with advertising it probably kind of broke yeah. roughly 
even. Which, given the what I think I remember the critical reception being, is like actually pretty I mean, good. It's mixed. It, it wasn't like like looking it up. It's like the Metascore. It's like at like forty five, forty seven. Okay. So it's not like it ain't cats. It ain't the reviews <laughs> oh. that cats got. What was? <laughs> Uh, the, the casting director of Burlesque was John Papsidera. Papsidera has also cast such films as Inception, Insidious, Jurassic World, and previous episodes, Enchanted, Batman Begins, Catwoman, and Drop Dead Gorgeous. Wow, an array. An array. But let's move on to some of the actors who were almost oh, cast. Let's. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance. And Amy Jo is hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. I don't have a clue. So let's kick it off with Marcus. This is our oh, wealthy business guy who's kind of ostensibly, like, you're seeing Allie, like, have dinner with him and whatnot. But, like... They're not actually having a romantic relationship, but I feel like a more interesting movie would be she literally is like having like yeah relations with both of these guys. Yeah. But it's it's a weird just like he's just a general like I've got money. I could save. I could buy the club. I could put you wherever you want in the industry, even though I'm in like real estate. Look, I appreciate not seeing a woman be constantly like taken advantage of. But at the same time, it does feel like a very safe, like, well, we don't want to really go too deep into these waters. And, and also we don't want to make it seem like she is morally irresponsible in any kind of way. Right. But Which this is, is, and this is this guy, uh, Eric Dane, probably best known as McSteamy from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, and he's on Euphoria now, which I, he's very, he's very good in those first two episodes of Euphoria that I watched, but good for that's him. mainly where he's, it's like this and this same year he's in the movie Valentine's Day, which is a big ensemble movie. And like, that's the main movies I could see that they allowed this guy to well, be in. The only thing, the only work of this actress I've ever seen is this. <laughs> so sorry, my guy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so what are your thoughts and who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? Yeah, I think my main, my questions start at like the script level. Like, mm -hmm. what am I supposed to think about this guy? If we're pretend that the actor playing Jack is like an incredibly charismatic, likable guy, like, and that it's written, okay. so, pr pretend like that that's sorted. Yeah. What am I supposed to think about him? Am I supposed to be skeeved out by him? Is he supposed to be dangerous and a threat? Like, is he representing like like commercial like soulless selling out is he represent like she has that line when she leaves which i think was actually like a useful reframing that would have been helpful earlier where he's just like i'm just trying to do what's best for everyone how does that make me a bad guy she goes it doesn't make you a bad guy marcus it just makes you the wrong guy yeah now that to me is a different point of view than everything they've established prior but i wonder if part of that is the actor they picked also coupled know. with like, he's only, I looked it up. He's only like eight years older than Christina Aguilera, but because uh -huh. he's like a little salt and pepper, yeah. he just reads so much older. So he reads to me like sleazy and it's uncomfortable, but I'm not sure well, that's the movie's intent. It is. I mean, it's really that first scene when, once he starts talking to her because yeah. she's, because she's like, Hey Jack, are we on? He's like, Oh, uh, you know, I've got to do inventory. I forgot. And like, let me call you a car. And she's like, no, thanks. I'll get a ride from Coco. And he just, this Eric Dane Marcus just saddles up and goes, are you ready? And she's like, ready for what? And he goes, for me to drive you. Because Coco left five minutes ago. I couldn't help overhearing the end of your conversation. <laughs> it's like so awkward. 
And then they're like, and he, he says, it's like such a, like the most awkward abduction scene I've ever yeah. seen in my life. As she's just willfully like, let me get in your car. And then she's just like, this isn't the way to my place. I'm like, you are being kidnapped. <laughs> this is dangerous. Christina, get out of, you in danger, girl. And then, oh, oh, this, okay, while we're here. So he takes, <laughs> he takes her to a party at his house that's happening while he's yeah, not it's like, there. Oh, you know, I totally forgot. It's like, because we're going to go get dinner together. It's, then, But I got to make a quick stop at this party, five minutes. And then he, show, he goes into the kitchen. He's taking a bottle of wine and some glasses. He's taking a whole tray of canapes. She's like, Marcus, we're going to get kicked out. We're going to get kicked out. What are you doing? And then he sees friends and it's like, hey. And they're like, hey, Marcus, great party. And she goes like, beep, beep, beep. Wait a minute. Is this your party? Like, if this were a better movie, that is a great way of establishing character. True. Very Like, true. someone who is like, I'm not even going to tell this person. It's a, I'm no. just going to, like, what a flex. However, it I'm doesn't I'm blowing off my own party work. to be with you, babe. Okay, but the thing. That does not work out. That really. Okay, so then she's, like, coming down the stairs and she compliments this woman's shoes. And then the yeah. woman says, oh, they're Louboutin. Now, that is a very famous. Christian Louboutin is a very famous shoe designer. They famously have a red sole, which makes me think none of these shoes are Louboutin because we never see the sole, which would be the first thing. Like they could have painted it or just chosen another chosen another designer. But the thing that made me really laugh is I had the captions on for this and the captions didn't always line up they for this. Sometimes they said they said, I want a top lover when it's clearly tough lover. Kristen Bell calls Christina Aguilera. I forget. It's something something with mutant lungs. But yes. the caption writer thought it was mutant lumps, which is yeah. very was Blew my mind. Yes. So the caption writer, instead of writing Louboutin, which is one word and a very famous shoe designer. Yeah. It is Lou, L-O-U, Vuitton, <laughs> as in Louis Vuitton. And they thought that this is some abbreviation. And later, they the, someone is referring Lou, to Marcus. Lou Vuitton, great Lou, drag king name. Lou Vuitton. Yes. Or or Lou Vuitton, actually, you'd probably want to do the, the it makes Lou more Baton. sense for Lou Vuitton. Uh, but regardless, the fact that they then, they're like, oh, Mr. Lou Vuitton, you know, okay. <laughs> but then they put it Lou Vuitton as though it is like some guy named Lou. <sighs> and that made me laugh so hard. The other one that I noticed was, oh, it's, uh, it's standing room only. And the caption said, standing or moaning. And I was like, <laughs> in what world? Look, be I have a feeling for some of these caption writers, they're like, and this might have been just for Amazon. This is on Amazon Prime. Oh, today. yes, so it's yes. Not, so who's you know, to say? It might be, you know, Bez with Bezos. It's just auto-generated by a robot. You know, there is not <laughs> even a human. This is like one step above the YouTube automatic yes. captions. So, but it just made me laugh so hard. Lou Vuitton. Anyway, so my point is, Marcus, yeah. I have a kind of a variety of vibes not as wide as I'd like, because I was just kind of like, I'm just not sure exactly what you want here. Now, charisma, well, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and better written. Um, but regard, I, I meant less from the actor and more from the character. Like, I understand plot wise what they charisma. want. Charisma. Yeah. I want that from both. No, but I mean, am I supposed to see him yeah. as a viable option or am I supposed to see him as a creep? How am I supposed to read this guy? Yeah. And that influences which person I bring in. So if I get someone who is just a more charismatic version of this actor, who I believe yeah. is someone coming in and kind of pissing all over the place and taking up space, my first thought, and all of these people are too big to play this part, but my first thought was Mark Wahlberg. 
Just like someone who I buy is someone who has a lot, who would have a lot of money and come in and be like, no, you're coming with me. This kind of guy. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I mean, it's a different vibe. I'm not it saying sure it's is. good, Jeff. I know, but I just, I love it. I love the idea of him with his black t-shirt sitting there at the table with the girls just staring, watching at, watching her and just to roll up and like, so are we ready? I couldn't help but hear the end of your conversation, <laughs> Allie. No funny business. I'm just going to give you a ride home. Oh, wait, we got to make a pit stop at this party. That's me. L.A.'s best businessman, Marcus. I'm not from Boston. I'm born and bred in L.A., baby. <laughs> hey, Marcus could be from Boston and have relocated. Well, Who's if it's Wahlberg, he certainly is from he, Boston. In fact, it's canon. In fact, it canon. Canon. Uh, uh, great. My another thought in that Why same Why am I the way, bad guy? What are you talking exactly, about, Exactly. Someone that you're like, you're just kind of a creep and you can't turn it off. I'm sorry. You know? Just because I'm... No, I'm just making... Look, people gotta need a place to live. I'm just building some luxury condos. My uh, my other option in this vein... I'm gonna uh, tear down the burlesque club and make it a Wahlburgers. <laughs> a 20-story Wahlburgers. See, see, now... Now we're thinking There's about... no windows, but there's gonna be windows so everyone can see into those delicious Wahlburgers. <laughs> Okay, my other option in that vein is uh, another Boston buddy, a Ben Affleck moment. Sure. Honestly, great. I see it. I dig it. Yeah, it makes sense to me. That's someone who you're like... If you could afford to have Ben Affleck in this role... It would somehow make this character make more uh, of an impact. For a very... Okay, now we go in very different directions. Great. Christopher Plummer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a Brit. (laughs) But it's he's not Brit. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. I think he's Canadian, or I think he was Canadian. Oh, all right. Well, okay. he ain't American. He's from the Commonwealth. Um, regardless, <laughs> I um, think I could be wrong. Either so, way, either way. So uh, this would be someone who Patrick Stewart. Would you let me say? Well, I'm just thinking, you know the Brits. Okay. I'm trying to set. I'm trying to preface. I'm trying all to right. preface. So this is someone who it's like if I want someone who maybe is. You know how sometimes we will use a British actor as shorthand for like, ooh, mystery, mm-hmm. ooh, right. exotic yeah. danger. Oh, well, he's got an accent. He's automatically a viable option. A viable option, but also someone who like, maybe they're untrustworthy because remember the Revolutionary War? D- like what? that kind of thing. <laughs> Eddie, Izzard, me once. Eddie Izzard has a whole bit in their stand-up about like, about Why like Brits playing Eddie villains. Eddie Izzard? I love the tooch. Why isn't Eddie Izzard the Oh, this would be a marvelous Eddie Izzard situation. Yeah. So anyway, um, all right. So that, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> to a huge anticlimax, <laughs> it's Jude Law. Love it. Because that's yeah, also someone who you're like, maybe he he's attractive. Yeah. I would buy him as all of the things this needs to do functionally. He that line so well. Yes. Yeah. As someone here, like, I don't know if I should like you or not. Give me him or his closer co-star Clive Owen. Ooh. You could afford, Ooh. you could get Clive Owen. In 2010? You could get Clive Owen and now. name, pick a year. <laughs> you could get Clive Owen. Love Clive Owen. Clive Owen's not above doing your movie. Uh, yeah. So then now this is, this, I don't even know that I really stand behind this choice, but I was just like, if we just want someone like attractive and yeah. more likable, more yeah. charismatic, okay. that is not dangerous. Okay. And this is, I'm like, uh, maybe a Lee Pace moment. Absolutely. He's a wonderful actor. It. And he, as someone who would just have a very different energy to this, like, and I think you'd Jack. really feel the like, 
that doesn't make you the bad. You're not. You're not a bad guy. Exactly. But you're the wrong guy. Whereas with I love Eric the club. And Dane, I don't want to like, lose this club. You know, even get his Grey's Anatomy. Even Patrick Dem- Dempsey, I could see. I think more Patrick, for this. and I don't love Patrick Dempsey, but I do agree that yeah, he see might our enchanted be, episode to see how much we love Patrick Dempsey. Um, <laughs> but I do think he would be, yeah. probably be a better fit because I understand what I am supposed to be reading off of him more clearly than yeah. with this guy who feels like he's off the set of Entourage, a show. Admittedly, right. I never watched. But, you know, he gives me much more of this kind of just like a kind of vibe that I don't want. I hear you. Yeah, it's true. They don't really lean into him being a romantic option. I think it is implied. It's implicit, but we don't see him overstep. No. He's he's keeping it business. He's laying the groundwork for that to happen, but but he's not pushing the issue. Right. Because he's also also supposed to be dating Kristen Bell's character in this movie. Right. But then he says, like, they're just friends. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. Friends with benefits. Um, But I just want charisma. I want the charisma, and that's what I want. So (laughs) I would like Mahershala Ali. Sure. I want someone who also I buy. He's coming in. He's I, I want I want someone to come in to have chemistry with Cher and with Christina Aguilera. Yes. That you could kind of buy because that's the, his first scene is just like, you know, it's like Cher is just like seeing someone that like, you know, you must have been a big hit in the sandbox as a kid. Like and he's like, hey, I look forward to seeing you in the sandbox. It's like, OK, like I want that energy kind of going yeah. both ways. I love a Coleman Domingo. Like I, I want someone that really is changing the temperature of the room. And Eric Dane is not changing the temperature at all. Like the he guy's has lukewarm no presence 100% in this movie. of the time. Or this is who I want. Number one with a bullet. If you can afford him is Sam Rockwell. That's fun. He's coming in and it's like, he's likable, but he can still, he still can be like a bit of the worst. Yes, he can yes. still be the, like a bit skeevy. He can still be like, I don't know where I stand with you. Like, cause I, that's what I want. Cause Jack, that's how I feel about Jack is I can't one minute, to the next, I don't know, is this guy supposed to be our romantic lead? Is he just jerking her around? Like, is he an incel? I, like, what is this guy's problem? My thought is this guy is supposed to be our romantic lead, and we're supposed right. to be rooting for them getting together the whole right. time. And so that's like our Ewan McGregor and Moulin Rouge yes. guy. Like, I'm this wannabe artist, this songwriter. Yeah. Then that I need a bit more of that wild card, like mercurial energy. I need a Mercutio in the Eric Dane part. Give me Harold Perrineau in this role. Give me John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo is who I want. Because then I'm like, maybe we do want to go with Marcus. It's John Leguizamo. He's very charismatic. That's part of it is like, if, if he's supposed to be representing selling out, which I don't think he is. I think it was like a thought in a writer's head at one point, but it's not actually really explored like then then give me someone who yes then then give me someone who is a viable option that i could be like ooh, well this could actually be good for her across multiple levels yeah so as for actors who were up for the role right off the bat it was his Grey's anatomy co-star patrick dempsey was was? considered who's also in this movie valentine's day it's a scary marshall movie that has like a one billion movie stars in it because they all have like a oh, tiny little subplot, oh is it the like one, one with movies. like a like a white uh poster with like a red probably or is that a love like, actually poster well that's i think that's love actually but valentine's <laughs> day i think it's like julia roberts and i i don't honestly couldn't tell you because there's, there's like he's just not that into you there's valentine's day i think there's also mother's day where they're all like here's one who, who here's whoever was free for a weekend they film for two days we 
paid them a million dollars and now our movie has every actor you can think of in a script that we cranked out in 20 minutes. Wow. Um, but it has somehow both Eric Dane and Patrick Dempsey in Valentine's Day. Sam Worthington was considered. Huh. Avatar Sam Worthington. This year in 2010, he was doing Clash of the Titans. Uh, this movie with Kira Knightley, uh, Last Night, where they're both like, we've got problems oh, in our relationship. Oh, Last Knight or Last? No, no, no. Last Night. With Kira Knightley, you never know. You never know. No, she's in that King Arthur with uh, the aforementioned Clive That's Owen. what I'm thinking of. But she's not in Last Night. She's in Last Night, where her and Sam Worthington are like, we got problems. What if we both cheat on each other for one night only? But it's both cool, because we're both doing it, and we both know. But maybe that'll lead to more drama than we Slash, that realize. seems like a lot of coordination to make that happen. Well, I think it's like you get, we both get a hall pass for this one night so we can go out and go search for someone to have sex with. I haven't seen it. It didn't get good reviews. And he was also in this movie, The Debt, which I did see with, um, which is a decent film because it's like you're seeing like back in the day is Jessica Chastain and Sam Worthington and someone else. And then present day, it's Helen Mirren, Tom Wilkinson and Kieran Hines as their present day versions where they were like some kind of agents that were supposed to kill some kind of guy, but he got away and they made it look like they did their job and buried him. But now they're like, what if he's still out there? But somehow Sam Worthington is supposed to be a baby Kieran Hines. And I don't know if Sam Worthington is going to grow into a Kieran Hines. You know, I can't conjure the man's face. Give me Kieran Hines's Marcus. I'll take a Kieran. I'll take Kieran Hines. He would certainly elevate the Eric material. King. He sure would. Now, Sam Worthington, I don't know, between him and Eric, I mean, no, he, he is more charismatic than Eric Dane. It's not much, but he is more charismatic But we'll take an Dane. iota. Yeah. It's funny that you said Ben Affleck, who was not considered. But Matt Damon was? No. Casey, Casey Affleck. Well, if you want an A1 asshole. <laughs> But Stop drilling, you hit oil. Young in tw- it seems a bit young in 2010 to be coming in as like this million, this not millionaire, but probably he's, millionaire. He's like some, yeah, real estate. We saw that house where he's throwing that party. It yeah. seems. Uh, I'm going to look up his, his age situation. While you look that up, instead in 2010, he had this movie, The Killer Inside Me, which that sounds apropos for Casey Affleck, mm-hmm. uh, and that Joaquin Phoenix documentary, I'm Still Here. So that's what Casey Affleck was doing. So Eric Dane was born in 72, okay. um, and Casey Affleck was born in 75. Wow. So he'd still be young, wow. but, you know, he would have been... Wait, um, Eric Dane was born in, in 72. 72, and Casey Affleck was 75. Yeah. Only three years apart. Yeah. That's wild. 72, 82, 92, 82. Wow. Okay. So he's only like 38 or so when they filmed this? In this movie? Wow. Well, you know, you're gray a little young. Yeah. And Christina Aguilera was born in 1980. So she was like okay. 29, okay. 30 right. when they filmed Look, it. I mean, I don't have a problem with like, I don't have a problem with like the eight, the look of the age difference between them. It's just that I was, he, all he had was a pretty, a nice smile. Eric Dane, like he would smile. I'm like, he's got and a I nice just, smile, I just but there was nothing there behind I didn't the believe it because I no. thought it was empty. Well, I still would prefer Mahershala Ali or Sam Rockwell or Coleman Domingo, but the other person considered, don't know how or why he would do this level, this small of a role, was Jamie Foxx. And that's an energy. That's at mm. least someone that's coming in. And I'm like, I mean. And someone who takes up space in a way that I'm like, yeah. fair. Instead in 2010. He's somehow also in I'm Still Here with Joaquin Phoenix, I guess as himself, because it's like a documentary. He's in Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis, which is a 
awful comedy. And he's also in Valentine's Day. You can't shake a stick in 2010 and not find an actor that's in Valentine's Day. Let us move on. I think that is our best option is Jamie Foxx of the actors who are considered. Um, But really, I mean, I don't want Casey Affleck, of course. But honestly, any of the other three, I think, would have been a better fit than Eric Dane. Sometimes it's just who you wind up with. Let's move on to Nikki. Amy, Joe, your thoughts on Kristen Bell and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? No, I think even casual listeners to the pod will know we love Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. We're always talking about that Veronica Mars. We love it at We're Veronica Mars. We love talking that about the good, good place. place. The good place. It should be called the great place. That's Ayy. how much we love that show. So she's, let's just like take it as like canon. We love Kristen Bell. She's fantastic. However, in this movie, not only do I feel she is miscast, yeah. but she is also, I think, not up to the no. task. No. Um, it is not good. It is not good. It is, for one thing, like the fact that she's supposed to be playing this drunk, like the main issue is like it's around her alcoholism and her alcohol usage. And it's just like, it, she's not doing any sensory work about it. She's like so... No sharp and focused the only time she does any quote unquote drunk acting is when she's trying to find her key as she's getting into the car i was like this is the one time you tried that now i don't know what the director was doing maybe and maybe she tried and it was too much but like we've seen her like play drunk as shellstrup you know like so maybe she can only do it comedically or maybe she like also grew into that like we all acquire skills along the way but it's just to me it really does a disservice to us trying to understand this story when she is not playing the like yeah. the the drunk aspect of it. Now, there's the scene between like Cher and Tess where we like late oh, Cher and Tess. Cher as Tess and and uh and Kristen <laughs> yeah, Bell as Nikki. She's uh it, it's a real uh Gollum Schmeagle situation. She's looking at a reflection in the lake. Oh please give me that anyway there's a scene between the two of them where it's like and it's late in the movie where it seems like they're talking about our friendship our this our that and i'm like no 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 i was like wait what there was no groundwork laid for this This i was shocked that Kristen bell was still in this movie past the hour mark once Kristen aguilera gets takes over and is the lead of the show is like and now Kristen bell is fired because she's the worst and maybe she'll show up at the end either as a, in a redemption arc or just to be like, I'm helping Marcus try to screw over the club. Yeah. Like for now she's like, she's like just full revenge. villain. Yeah. But she's just, she's weirdly there. there. Well, I mean, she clearly still needs the job, you know, sure. which again, like if she were playing the drunk aspect better, I'd kind of, with I think all of that would make a little bit more sense, but like, it's just also weird. Not that someone who, cause, cause Kristen Bell is the same age as Christina Aguilera. So she's like 29, 30. Mm-hmm. So not that someone who's 29, 30 can't have been friends for many years with someone who is, Cher was like 63, 64 at the time. Right. Well, I mean, how long is the club? You know, if Kristen Bell was the like the hot, 20 years old and was the hot thing at the exactly. club. So nine years they've been Then I would together. buy that, but I see none of that. And Ooh. I do think if she were a little bit older. Yeah. It would sell that a bit more, and it also would make Gina Gershon and Showgirls. Yes, it's and a little it's not... like Winona in Black Swan getting overtaken by Natalie Portman. You know, it's like you need Winona is, Ryder. Was Winona Ryder yeah, in Black Swan for about five minutes? But yes, it's like I only remember. But Mila. she's also like the drunk. She's like, oh wow, good luck, Natalie uh-huh. Portman. Some glass smash on the ground. But like we, I think a little bit of age separation between her and Christina would just like help. Yeah. 
visually tell that. And Kristen Bell looks so young. I was like, she's almost thirty in this movie. Yeah, they're she the, looks like she's. They're about the same. To they were both born nineteen eighty. They're the same age. Yes, exactly. And that's also the thing is like you have you have two actors who are a bit more baby faced as well. So they just also re- and the way they have Christina Aguilera's hair like in in this like bang situation the whole time. She it makes well, her. I liked read it better younger. than once they had the curls. The well, I did not like the curls. Mm, it depends on how how it was styled. Um, I just liked a little volume that wasn't Her so. The curls, like, it reminded me of in Home Alone Two when Daniel Stern gets electrocuted. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't what I wanted. I like when she's in the green dress and and she has the poppy. Whoa. The hair looks when they stunning. give her the best song of the movie. And yeah, they but put, the they, hair also looks really good. She's when she's styled, poured into that green dress. Of course, she looks amazing. Good. It's really good. Anyway, all that is to say, this is not Kristen Bell's finest outing um, no. into anything. So to me, my top choice, I have a, I have a few choices of, of mm-hmm. varying, you know, different things. But like my top choice is someone who is a little older than, well, at this point, like this first choice is like a bit older than Kristen Bell, but a, a, quite a bit young, like very in between. But someone who I would buy has like been through it yeah. and is like using alcohol to cope, blah, blah, blah. And that is Marissa Tomei. Ooh, and I'm thinking of yeah. her in The Wrestler. Yeah. Where that is basically like, I mean, you know, she's playing a stripper, yeah. she's playing a pole dancer, you know, like it, it someone who's kind of like, I need this. Right. But I've also like lived a lot and I'm a little over it kind of thing. But not not over it necessarily, even attitudinally, just like I, this is it's harder to show up every yeah. day and do my job. So Marissa Tomei is my first choice. Second choice because Marissa Tomei was born in 64. So like we're getting a lot of, we're getting like a, you know, yeah. generational thing there. Um, this person's a bit younger than that, but Tony Collette. Yeah. Yeah. I would just, yes. she would give me everything that I need. Yeah. Now in a very different, this would almost be stunt casting. And I don't think it would necessarily be good, but I'm interested is Elizabeth Berkeley. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, I mean, sure. Again, I didn't say it would be good, but it would be interesting. (laughs) Now, if we're going for someone who is very similar to Kristen Bell, but who I think would actually maybe perform this better, um, is Rachel McAdams. Oh, yeah. I just think this kind of it's it's funny with Kristen Bell. She does so much that has like this brittleness to it. But that's not the same thing as playing this like diva bitch thing. I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Um, and then this would be an incredibly different take on it, but someone who it's like, okay, you're just, you take up a lot of space and energy. And I haven't seen her really do something like this, like dark character wise, but I think it'd be really fun to have Natasha Leon. Ooh. Yeah. Just a big yeah. personality. I can't see Natasha Leon doing this type, this like playing a burlesque star just on everything that I've seen her sure. do, which I love, but it is, I'm just so used to that. Like that chain smoking, like cockroach vibe uh-huh. from her, even thinking of like, but I'm a cheerleader, right. uh, but I'm, I'm into it. But she would, I'm she would very it. much, it would be a character that would be beyond like a one dimensional kind of like attempt at something, which is, I feel yeah. like partly, partially I see Kristen Bell's discomfort in playing this in the way that she's just painted it kind of like with one note. Yeah. Well, I've really mixed my metaphors, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm following. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, if I had to guess someone else, I'm like, yeah, I mean, thinking of Black Swan, I could see like a Mila Kunis mm. in this. Just someone mm-hmm. with a bit more of an edge that yes. I, you know, I, I mean, 2010 is the year of Scott Pilgrim, so she wouldn't be doing this, but 
I was thinking of Aubrey Plaza. I did think also of Aubrey Plaza. Based off her in Legion, lip syncing and like gyrating to feeling good in this amazing montage sequence in season one. I was like, oh, okay. Like I could see her. She physically, I could see doing this. Mm -hmm. And attitudinally, I could see her doing this. Um, Or, I mean, speaking of Scott Pilgrim, I could see the Brie Larson version of this. Well, yeah, we know that number one. She can act the as, house down boots. as Envy Adams, but yes, as, yeah, as Envy oh. Adams in Wow, <laughs> okay, Ali. Uh, I could see an Ari if, if we're kind of making this a bit not com comedic, but like a lean bit more into that, like comedically bitchy. I could see like an Ari Grainer. I would mm-hmm. like see Natalie Dormer of Game of Thrones and Hunger Games. I don't know if you're familiar with Natalie. I've Dormer. heard this name, um, but I think if you could afford her. And that's the thing, the role, it's a weird, yes, it, that's why yes. the role should be then just gone at the hour mark. She should be like dominating that first half and then she should be gone. But another person like Kristen Bell who can sing, but you're not going to let him sing, give me Anne Hathaway. I mean, she did cross my mind, but didn't, to me, like she was kind of twixt and twain. Between like she could be like an alley type. Yes. But I think that's why it would work really kind of well. playing against type that's would be why would be fun and Anne hathaway really is the type of actor who would have a lot of fun doing that absolutely her in oceans eight is kind of playing because she's playing oh, really playing a movie star she is kind of playing up that image of this entitled little princess like the worst um but even thinking of something as stupid as serenity that she's just like she will do your she do burlesque she and did she serenity commits there you go you as can't... marcus matthew mcconaughey <gasps> Well, I mean, I mean, believe me, when I was thinking I'm... of like douchebags, he crossed my <laughs> mind. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, say what you will about whether or not you're like you enjoy Anne Hathaway and like but she is never anything less than 100 yeah. percent committed. Yeah, I, that's what I would want. And that's in a film say. like this, you need it. And I think that's what I'm feeling off Kristen Bell is a, like, I don't think this is good. Um, but I get to work with Cher, so I'm going to try. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Beale was offered the role. Oh. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. That's age-wise more up- yeah. in the pocket. Yeah. And also playing off. I mean, one of the things that's very interesting about having Cher in this role, right, is like that we afford her status that the character only barely deserves probably right if, like if it wasn't share if it was like i don't even an actor know. you yeah. know then why then it's kind of like oh she's you know this person but we we lose sense of the scale of what it means to ally when it's just like a normal person but like yeah. what's fun about having share in there is number one it's share but number two it's like we get a sense of how important that person is to this protagonist's life by casting yeah uh, you know, it takes a legend to make a star, which it's like, is a Tess star? a legend? I don't well, think so. Well, they just mean in the sense of the people in real life. Yes, clearly. It takes a share to make a Christina. Yeah. But regardless, like using using someone who has like a history that we're going to remember right. in this kind right. of role is going to be very useful. Yeah. We didn't really delve into Tessa's backstory in the no. sense of like, if she, if they was like, Oh yeah, she was this like huge star. And then she founded this club and now she just wanted to focus on this or yeah. like of whatever, but it's just like, where, where'd she come from? She that talks about be, like 
her helpful put, to know. Seeing her mom and her friends put on their makeup, but I'm like, but what? Where? Who? Where? Where were you for the past fifty years, Cher? Before, like, where were you pre pre burlesque? <laughs> and burlesque, um, I mean, the name of the club. Uh, instead, in 2010, Jessica Biel was in uh, the A Team movie with mm-hmm. Liam Neeson and Patrick Wilson. Who I could see. Patrick Wilson That's and Bradley Cooper are in that 18 movie. Either of them Great I could Marcus. see as Marcus. Bradley Absolutely. Cooper or Patrick Wilson is giving me what I want. Just coming in with strong, yeah. entitled straight man energy. Yes, yes. That's really all that it needs. Yeah. And I mean, Eric Dane has that. Oh, but sure does. He's but not aware of how to use correct. that. Correct. Uh, and also, and Jessica Biel, also in Valentine's Day. Well. <laughs> the burlesque was like, None of these actors are available. They're all doing Valentine's Day. <laughs> come on. Come on. But that sound means it's time to play a quick round of Two Truths and Some Guy. The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Nikki. One was not. Name me just a guess. Which is which? Oh, boy. Your options are Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Oh. And Emma Stone. Wowie, wowie, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. When was super bad? I definitely, this is one of those things where it's like the, the mid to late 2000s. Super bad's 2008 or 2009. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you for very well. granting me that. Because I knew I saw it in New York. I knew I was living in New York by that point, but I was like, uh. Okay, okay. Oh, man. Now, here's the thing. Lindsay Lohan is actually perfect <laughs> casting. <laughs> Oof. Um, who was the first person? Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, right. How could I forget? Wait, 2010? What a baby. This is probably like Beastly. I think Beastly might be like the year after this. I think wow. this is like 2011. So she is a wee little bairn, yeah. fresh faced, but known this is for post singing. post high school musical. The post, the three, I think all, all three, three of them. I think that was like one after the other. I'm pretty yeah, sure they were all that just, third one is either 2008 or that third one they were also pr- came out practically this year. Lord of the Rings in it. Um, <laughs> they shot them all back to back to back in New Zealand. And, and weirdly, they had to go to New Zealand to film them all <laughs> to make it look like uh, Arizona. And then afterwards, uh, um, Oh God, I can't remember his name, but the guy that directed all those movies, he had to go, they had to go back and like on the night that High School Musical 3 swept the Oscars, he then, after they won the Oscar for Best Picture, then he went back and still filmed a few more reshoots just for the extended edition uh, where Troy Bolton has to fight Shelob the Spider. (laughs) (laughs) And the spider's dribbling eight basketballs with each of his little legs. the floppy Troy Bolton hair and like in my mind's eye as like he's holding the blue sword. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Great, great. Sure. Speaking of a knight before Christmas. Um, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. I, this could go anyway and I would believe it and I would believe you trying to trick me. As always. <laughs> as well, because that's your joy in life. Um, it honestly is some of the <laughs> most joy I ever feel is this game on this on our podcast. Well, because I would think you'd put Vanessa Hudgens in there to trick me because we also watched High School Musical 2 at this most recent watch party where we watched Burlesque. But then again, I could see them being like, this is a good idea. When it is not. Yeah. Yeah. 
geez, I don't know. Lindsay Lohan's so good. It makes me think it's probably not her, but let's go. Oh, your face. So innocent. So quizzical. Oh, he's throwing up a shrug emoji. Oh, oh it could be anything. Oh, think, think, think. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to say a name. It's going to be Emma Stone. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Oh, geez. Is it Vanessa Hudgens? That is correct. Oh, as far as I could tell, it, Vanessa Hudgens me. wasn't considered, but I could see her being considered. I could for see her this, being on the you know? list. Actually, I could see her being on the short list. Uh, Lindsay Lohan was considered. In 2010, she had a tiny role in uh, the Robert Rodriguez movie Machete with Danny Trejo, kind of just playing up her image. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Emma Stone. What I saw was that she was Christina Aguilera's first choice for the role of Nikki. So I don't know if she was ever actually approached, but I think Christina Aguilera was like, what if we got Emma Stone? Cause she's real good. And she's probably going to win an Oscar in in a few years. Yeah. Uh, She, she would be really good in this. I think it'd be very I buy her absolutely playing this like savage. I mean, I've never seen her in that type. But I don't have trouble. Like, I feel like, yeah, she could absolutely do it. I would like it. I would like it. Instead, and, she was doing Easy A, which it oh, was right. a big movie for her. Right. And uh, a voice in Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Which I um, think might be Lee Pace. I think Lee Pace is the voice is of the Marmaduke. Voice of- <laughs> I think. I could be completely well, talking you know. out of my ass, but. Um, I do. I mean, it would have been a misery, but I do really think Lindsay Lohan makes sense as a casting choice. I mean, um, yeah. I'm can, sure that. Keep her there on set. Then. Well, I mean, you were having, yeah. the problem is you're having the yeah. same problem of the character that you're having in real life. And like right. at a certain right. point, I think that that just doesn't make business sense. No. Um, but then it is the kind of thing. It's like looking at Sally Bowles is often the type of actor that you want to show up and be able to consistently deliver an eight show week performance is not always the type of actor who's going to have the lived experience that's going to help them be a really good Sally Bowles. Mm. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's kind of what we're getting with the Kristen Bell, Lindsay Lohan of it all. Maybe we could have had someone in the middle. <laughs> we just went somewhere in the middle. Um, but let's move on to Jeff. Oh, Jeff, thank you for saving the best You're for last. You're so welcome. So your thoughts on Kim, uh, Gigande, I believe that is how you pronounce his last name. And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? I understand the look that they've gone for. Yeah. I get it. Absolutely. He's not like by any means the worst actor that we have talked about on this here podcast. This is true. You know, but I think he is one of those actors that cannot elevate. He also has some of the worst material. The way this character is written is very shoddy. Him and Ali finally get together after he, because they're just like, we're, she has nowhere to live because her apartment, yeah, she gets broken, her apartment gets broken into, and he's like, you're going to just stay on my couch. And then it's like, oh, my fiance in New York is to be there for three months and we can't afford rent. So now if you pay some rent, now you'll have the bedroom. And then he and his fiance break up because clearly Ali and jack like each other and he does this slow excruciating this is the worst one of the worst scenes in cinema history where he like they're flirty they're drunk after this wedding and then he's like good night and he just shuts the doors the bedroom but then he comes back in wearing these full pajamas pajamas like little kid pajamas that his mom bought him and he's like i forgot to lock the door locks the door okay good night shuts the door comes back out now no top i need some water get some water Goes back, shuts the door, opens the door. He's completely naked. He's completely nude. You can see almost this everything. This is 
the biggest strip tease we've had the whole film. It's our only instance of nudity is his buns as he walks to get some cookies. But he is, you could tell he is not an, a single follicle of hair from the neck down. <laughs> That's he, right. He we is were barely debating covering his wiener the balls. And he, yeah. He's just looking like a tortoise shell down there. It is smooth. It is. There's nothing there. And he's like, I'm like, this is. Like and Christina Aguilar is just like laughing, like oh my god, because he's covering Jack. everything with a box of famous Amos cookies. But he's like, you want a cookie and holding this box of cookies in front of his crotch, and I'm like, you should go to jail for doing this. <laughs> <laughs> if you did this to some girl staying well, on your here's, couch, here's you the thing: be they've prison. been at this wedding. Yeah. He is also plastered at the wedding. He's very drunk. The amount of drunk he is at the wedding is far more than he is once they get home, which yeah. is also like. I don't think you stopped drinking at the wedding, you know? Yeah. So it also just like, that doesn't track for no. me. Um, no. But then they're like flirty. It's like, they're, uh, have they not been making out on the dance floor? I guess not, but that makes no sense. It feels like obviously they would be. So then when they get home, the idea, the idea that this drunk horn dog would be like, I know what I'll do. The dumbest, like, I'm going to show up in pajamas my mother purchased for me as a means of seducing this woman who we probably would have been what what is happening I feel like the script has all these stage directions to him about how he wants to tell her how he feels but like the internal struggle because he is still engaged right and that he is trying to act that and is incapable of doing yes. so that he's yes. an actor that needs dialogue to state what I think that's very intention true. is. This also reminds me of so the moment when you know Kristen Bell pulls the plug, we get feedback even though the mics are not live because famously no one is singing. Those those are not like real right. rigged right. to sing, but sure feedback fine. So then Christina Aguilera starts to sing, and the voice of Christina Aguilera comes out. Mm -hmm. The people who react appropriately are Cher, yes. Estes, who's like, what? Pull curtain up. Like she sees dollar signs. Yeah. yeah. Stanley Tucci, who's like, what am I looking at? And a, a Kristen Bell, who the reaction is more just like, oh, I have messed <laughs> this up. Everyone else, including Alan Cumming. Yeah, you should have pulled the lights, Bell, not the yes. sound, you dumb dumb. Everyone else is like shaking their heads, including Alan Cumming, who are like, oh, this kooky kid never told us she could sing. That's not appropriate. The reaction is like, what? Am I hearing you could do that? They and do have the conversation after with the girls where they're just like, how did you, but, when did you learn to sing like that? It's like, I never heard a white girl sing like exactly. that. Exactly. But, but it's more like the, all the, the like guys, like yeah. Jack, especially just being like, oh, but this Jack, she's had, Jack always, has the same face for everything. The same yes. face for like, she's just decided to start waitressing, it's, getting herself a job. It's the She's just decided yes. to have the voice of Christina Aguilera. He she's makes just the same decided face to not eat like, these cookies from my crotch box. When she, oh my crotch box. When she picks up the, the serving tray and just starts serving, he goes, this kind of like, oh, well, shakes his head. When she is doing oh, the audition Iowa. and won't stop, he just like shakes his head. And then when she sings like a goddess, he just shakes his head like it's another kooky thing she's done. And not, oh, and I have to recalibrate to, everything. Once she's hanging out with Marcus, he re, he's already the worst. And somehow it's like the seven circles of hell. He somehow goes even lower. Once he's like, oh, those new shoes, classy. It's like this, you cannot get away with the jealousy 
card. I mean, like at all to as me, an like actor or character. this is just very like A B C one o one of like how, will they won't they keeping them apart? Of but the, the actor is just like he is contending. I will say I had compassion for the horrible, inconsistent character and lines he had to deliver. Sure. However, he doesn't do it. No. He doesn't. He doesn't no. do it well. I wanted someone who I bought as a musician. Yeah. So I w- I went with some actual musicians Great. and some people who I thought might just mm-hmm. be a better fit. These are also a lot of these people. You're not getting them for this movie. However, since it's a lead, maybe yeah. Um, I thought, and this is not someone who I like would ever think to recommend for anything, but I was like, you know, you want someone like a Justin Timberlake. You want someone who like, he has yeah. the same look, yeah. but then you could have a number where he's like doing something. Right. I think that that's partially what was also missing is we don't see him do anything because this actor probably cannot sing. No, he learned how to play the piano for the film. Great. Of Good however much we see him playing. Yeah. But you know, so I'm assuming he cannot. But sing, like, I think though, that, I, like I said earlier, if he is the pianist, yeah. Like maybe he also is working the bar. Like I, there are clubs where you're doing too many things like that feels like a thing where that could be possible, you know, but if he's like the pianist in the band, like, and he's also like, writing, you know, I've got, they just, you know, Tess just wants the, yep. the, the classics, the songs that everyone knows. She doesn't want new songs except for welcome to burlesque. Yes. Except for the one that what happens when someone quits or leaves? Like what if there's their names are in that? Jesse's statuesque. Yeah, the only thing is that if to be hired, your your name has to have the same number of syllables as the next person. (laughs) Like, uh, just don't be coming in. No threes, no Savannahs or Josephine. Like, it's not gonna scan Josephine. It's not gonna work. No. So that was a thought. Similarly, I guess, like, although I, I, I don't know. I know everyone loves him, and I guess maybe I've only seen him in one movie. But like Ryan Gosling. Yes, I mean you're not affording Ryan Gosling, but. That's absolutely the vibe is La La Landon. Yes. Ryan Gosling. You want someone who is like, I, you can act well enough yeah. to do the charm and the jealousy and all of that. And I still yeah. like you. Um, uh, 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 let's see. I mean, like in my dream world, this is Heath Ledger, you know, Ooh. just want someone here like, oh yeah, yeah, the brooding means right. something rather yeah. than just like, I have nothing behind the eyes, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. If you want someone who has this playful kind of impish quality to them, then Max Greenfield is oh, sure. an obvious choice. Yeah. We could go with like a Zachary Quinto type thing sure. who also has like an impish yeah. quality, but is, you know, a very, very, very good actor. Um, and then I was like, oh, well, this person's also a musician. What a very different style of musician, but, you know, Donald Glover. is very fun and funny yes and then i wouldn't be mad about a childish gambino moment (laughs) (laughs) not oh and at all but here was my other thought Mm -hmm. there are too many characters in this movie yes some of them should be elided yeah what if we took the guy this actor terrence jenkins who plays dave the lighting board operator yeah and Instead of like, we have a bar manager, we have a this or that. What if Dave is the one, you know, like they they have him doing some like plot things where he's just like always getting walked all over by people. Like, I feel like his character has more stakes within the club than Jack does, you know? Yeah. Do, make it that guy. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. You, you mentioned Heath Ledger. I was like, you know, I could see his 10 things co-star joseph gordon lovett oh yes i could see he's the like charm I'm the charm charm i want to be a, yeah um yeah i i would like either of these chris's pine or evans i think Sh- is absolutely gonna be 
incredibly charming and charismatic and i would just i would buy with them i think that they could make this terrible terrible dialogue work i also can see chris evans more than chris pine but actually either of them also as a marcus sure yeah absolutely yeah definitely um i could see a james mcavoy oh yes i would really like um i recommended it before i'd love yaya abdul mateen the second um i think 2010 this is like the same year more or less of cabin in the woods give me jesse williams oh jesse yeah. williams i think that would is be a so charismatic gorgeous man who also like plays sensitivity without it reading as like a wet blanket which yeah. is i think what's happening with this guy because here's the thing they only allowed this guy cam jigande <laughs> In a few movies. They I love you say aloud as though Mr. Well, Hollywood. Um, well, well, Mr. Hollywood. Well, here's the thing. He's in a good number of certain budgeted movies all within a two year period. Mm -hmm. And then he still acts today, but he's acting in like there's some show like Ice where he's like a diamond guy, like selling guy. That was probably on like Epics or some okay. some like small, small network. streaming service yeah. network. Right. And the movies that he's in now are movies you've never heard of. Opposed to, he's in a supporting role in Easy A, you know? Oh. He is in, he's the villain in the first Twilight movie in 2008. He is in this horror movie Pandorum with Dennis Quaid and Ben Foster. He's in things. I, he's in Trespass, right? He is in Trespass with Nicolas Cage <laughs> and, and Nicole Kidman. He's, yeah. in, he's in movies with real big with names yeah. with name actors he's not the biggest name in the movie nowadays most of his movies he's the biggest name in the movie ah that's not a good place to be no when you're when you cam yeah. and i still have to keep looking at the gigande. gigande uh and the first thing i saw him in is this like pretty much 10 things i hate about fight club it's like it's called <laughs> never back down it's just some kid that moves to new school and it's like oh there's like a secret mma ring <laughs> the, the school bullies and he's the heel he's the bully and he's your like you know uh what's his face johnny lawrence or whatever from uh karate kid like that's where this guy fits mm -hmm. this guy is he's got a punchable face <laughs> and but yeah. that's no look but look there are actors that have a punchable face and they make a great career of being like the the douchebags or you know? like or the you know thinking about oh steven what's his face who who is in um like a tiny role in training day and is in usual suspects he's got like the long kind of like blondish hair um is it steven something he plays uh no peter green peter green yes green green but anyway someone like that who's like you just look untrustworthy and like a creep and he but you continue really no well. but that's what i'm saying yeah, like exactly he's worked exactly. a lot doing that Absolutely. leaning in and cam shikande it's just that he is that's the vibe is just that like i mean an older cam shikande as the marcus it's like that's how he's yeah. playing this role i just think he does not have it in him to i know it's a poorly written role in a silly silly film but he cannot no. do what is required of him in this nope. movie. And for whatever reason, they they thought maybe if we give him the, the problem is he doesn't have enough screen time for the audience to get to sympathize with him. So we need to beef up these scenes. Woof. These scenes needed to be beefed down. Beef it down. Too much beef. So. Oh, OK. You are ready to. There's a face on you like you're ready to tell me something. Up for this same role is Taylor Lautner a.k.a. Jacob from yes. the Twilight movies. And instead, in 2010, he was doing Twilight Eclipse, the third one. And 
Valentine's Day. Oh, no. Now, I have not seen the Twilight movies, like, only when we have been watching them with, you like, haven't a, seen co- the first, a commentary. Right. We, the, the excellent, excellent podcast, we, we hate movies, movies, have commentaries on all the Twilight films. So you've seen a few of them with these commentaries yeah. that making fun of the movie. Yes. These, like, riff tracks, Mystery Science Theater 3000 style right. commentaries. Um, so you have seen this this one that was this year. This was Bryce Dallas Howard is like the villain, this villainous vampire. And I remember there's one with w- the wedding. That's the one after. And there's the one with the baby. That's, and that's gets, the, the last one. So those are the ones that I know I've seen. But Don't, anyway, I wouldn't deal. say that Taylor Lautner has char- no, charisma. It's a lateral move. Very. Yeah. You're bringing very. in a, an audience. You're getting hey, those, that the team not, Jacob not to be um you know no. uh, uh, underestimated no, uh, Kellen Lutz who is uh one of the family member vampires in Twilight he's like a big beefy he's speaking of beef beefing up he's a big beefy guy he's got like more of a you're big, saying words guy. and I trust uh, you so in 2010 he was of course doing Twilight Eclipse and, and uh, uh, the Nightmare uh, on Elm Street remake uh, he's the very beginning and then he is dead in the first five minutes which is a smart smart move um real a real a real list here of, he, uh, and honestly great actors. he probably would be worse than cam Shikande. and finally because they only considered people in twilight <laughs> robert pattinson and i mean but he would be better he's 100 he's an actual actor he the is man an can actual actually actor. act yes. and instead in 2010 he was doing eclipse and this movie remember me which is this like romantic drama that ends the twist is and this came out in 2010 the twist is at the very end of the movie you see him like in a building looking out a window and you like cut to there's like a chalkboard it's like sort of teachers writing the date and the date is september 11th 2001 and they pan out to reveal he's in the freaking world trade center and that's a it's it's one of the like it's a mini list of like the most like the worst twist endings i have not verbally responded because my face when you know the expression surprise you're in a 911 movie oh wow that is um abhorrent (laughs) it sure is um and i probably more abhorrent than this character of jack and burlesque so i think robert pattinson you should have done burlesque my guy hey for sure you know if you could have had time to do both the clips in this I think you, uh, I certainly would have enjoyed this. I could, you know, yeah, he's a real actor. Yes. Robert Pattinson has given us good performances and Cam Gigante. I saw most of the movies they allowed you to be in. I will keep. He wasn't good in Trespass, which also was a bad movie. He's not good in Trespass. Give me Ben Mendelsohn as Marcus. Give me anyone as Marcus. Give me anyone in these, these three roles, I think are the roles that really need to be recast. I agree. I think, I mean, like, Christina, I mean, I guess we'll talk about it. But we're like, going to talk about that right now. Great. Yeah, because those are all the characters I found other casting options for. So there are a few characters to mention, many characters, because yes, this movie is there's way too Lousy stuck. with characters. Um, and yes, I mean, it's written for Christina Aguilera. It's designed around her. Um, and I, you know. She's fine. She's, I have definitely seen um, singers come in and do a film role and, and do worse. Yeah. I will say it is fascinating to see the difference in the performance when she is singing yeah. versus when she is quote unquote acting True. because she suddenly is alive in, in and hooked up and connected to something so much deeper 
than when she's doing dialogue. And again, she's perfectly serviceable in the dialogue. She is overall pretty natural. She's not giving me anything like deep. I'm not getting like any layers to it, no. but like we're getting it. It's, it's getting done. And there's really, it's very surface level. It is writing. very surface like level. The most writing. is her talk when he's like, when Jack is like, well, who's that? And it's like, that's my mom. She died a few weeks after that picture was taken. And it was just like, that's, Mm-hmm. we don't say how she died and it's, it's not she's not like tearing no, up well, over I mean, it she it just wouldn't need to in that instance but like there's no but she is just like every you know every, every day there's something that i wish that i could tell like i always each day i'm yeah, like i wish yes, i could tell yes, her about like correct. something that happened in my day and he's like well, what about today and she's like oh it hasn't happened yet like maybe we'll kiss maybe we'll be and i could tell but my dead mom about it the thing the thing about like seeing her in any of in any of the song numbers, like the the pearl number, that stupid good girl number, certainly the the green dress yeah. number, it is very exciting to see a capital A artist excelling yeah. at what they do better than anybody else, yeah. and her voice is unreasonably good. Yeah, and and to see her, even though you know obviously she's lip syncing to it, but also this mm-hmm. is a thing you do in music videos a lot. She's so hooked up. She's so hooked up to her artistry, her interpretive skills within like these songs. It, it's just like amazing to me that it's the same person in the scenes where she's just kind of like just cute and there. Yeah. As opposed to like she suddenly looks and I don't mean this like physically necessarily, but she suddenly reads so much more mature, so much older, yeah. so much deeper yeah. when she's singing. It's like suddenly there. Bam! Like there's the star, and then the book scenes. I'm the book scenes. So it's right, yeah. Then in the in the book in the dialogue <laughs> of this be. musical, it's just like I wouldn't be surprised if it's in development somewhere. But it's it's just like so. Um, yeah. Not that that it's it seems like two different people to me. Yeah, it's so funny. I forget who one of our friends when we had for the watch party mm-hmm. was saying if this was made like later that this would be Lady Gaga. Then she would be great. Yeah. And she, I think if this was made earlier, if this is made eight years earlier, this is a Beyonce vehicle. This would also be. I did think of Beyonce. And I think this. either of those versions would work better. I think Stan Aguilera is doing a perfectly admirable job and she's doing what is required of her. But I think Beyonce... Beyonce is still not wise, quite, what I've seen yeah. in Dream Girls and, and like um, uh, the Austin Powers movie. And even, yeah, even yeah. Gold members, like she has a sta- a screen presence. Yeah. And Lady Gaga, I mean, I mean come on. is wipe the floor. It, like, absolutely. Wipe the floor. A star is born. It's like, oh, okay, you can really act. Yeah. I she I think people forget she was at Tish for musical theater before she left to go be mm. a pop star. Like she was doing the thing. Apparently, yeah. when she came and saw American Idiot when it was on Broadway. Um, she like, you know, went up on stage afterwards to talk to the cast, like they do with celebrities. They'll bring them, bring them up there. And like, she apparently was like crying and like told the cast, like, you're doing what I wanted to do. And like, I couldn't do it. You know, it's like, I think you probably could have gogs. I think you probably could have, but like that to her, that's like what she wanted to be doing. So the fact that, you know, I didn't see House of Gucci. I heard it was terrible. But the fact that she's like now regularly making movies and getting right. to do all this, it's like, well, yeah, she's getting to use. She has a lot of skills. Yeah. And I think Christina Aguilera has, is very like the camera loves her when she is singing. Yeah. Well, that is also part of the director. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Which 
we'll, we'll get into what Cher said about him. Oh, I, uh, I we'll save, we'll save Cher for last. Wait, we'll give Cher um, the last yeah, we word. We talked about Alan Cumming. He's just, he's weirdly. He's just wasted. It's, yeah, it's a he's waste. Doing, he's doing everything that is required of him because they have asked nothing of him. You the, know? I, I'm like, him and the Stanley Tucci characters should be combined. Yes. And you're showing the, of like of how stretched thin this place is, where it's like he has to be running. He's helping with the costumes. He's also doing the front of house. Yes. He's also he's in one of the numbers. Which you do absolutely see venues where it's like the person who is like taking tickets at the door is also like the the backup bartender. You have right. the one bartender and then like they come on and and help out as soon as like the, the yeah. door is closed. Or they'll lock the door while they go and like serve and then go back and let more people in. Like yeah. there are ways to then yeah combine the lighting up with like yeah. Yeah. Peter, Peter Gallagher. I love you. I love the Gallagher. Oh, but we get him out of here with his him. emo Spider-Man hairstyle. Like this is not <laughs> needed in this. He bursts out of a door at one point going, you're killing my dream to share. And it's like, what movie are we watching? Is this the <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, John Malkovich starring death of a salesman? I think not, sir. <sighs> you are acting at a 10 and burlesque. This movie is a three at best. I think, as we know, this is burlesque. This, it, this is burlesque, to be fair. Uh, Julianne Huff is Georgia. I mean, she doesn't need to, not asked to do a lot. Nope. But, you know, she's there. She's doing it. She's doing just fine. And, you know, this is one of those characters that's like, you need her for plot, but they don't They don't have her overstay her welcome. You Very know? true. Very true. Uh, and the Tooch, look, the Tooch is great. He's literally, it is just, he might as well be named nigel yes and might as well be a sequel to devil wars prada yes. he should have a reference to how he no longer works for miranda and, and it's he, like a fun little he cinematic fled new york city yeah, yeah. and now he's make, doing it in la um i, I honestly should oh and then you're like Mar and then meryl shows up at the end as miranda Pri instead of marcus it's miranda <gasps> miranda Priestley wants to buy this club okay now we're some kind of thinking fashion conglomerate the devil does burlesque <laughs> I want Well, it. you know what? Okay, when I did the first show I did with Company XIV right before the pandemic, which was another like big burlesque dance extravaganza, I was playing the devil in Seven Sins, and one of the hashtags I would use was the devil wears nada. Oh, it was a burlesque good. show, you get very it? Very good. Uh, I do want to make a shout out because he's only got like a handful of lines. I know who you're going to say. Mark the DJ. Yes. After David Walton, uh, who was on New Girl for a little bit and a few shows that didn't really run too long, the About a Boy show with uh, Minnie Driver and some show bent with Amanda Pete. But he's popping up and stuff. But he is like, has like a little little romance with stanley tucci like late in the movie so late in yeah the, movie. the little one night stand that turns into possibly more and he's so charming that this guy david walton should have been jack absolutely he's he so, was he's adorably scruffy he was giving me um as i i think i said uh to the chris dowd from uh it crowd yeah. and bridesmaids just this kind yeah. of like lovable scruffy has dialogue that should be undeliverable but he he's makes it, it so funny he's making it work he's making it work and Cher as Tess. I mean, it's Cher. And she's great. She gets two numbers. And I think she sounds fantastic she on both does. of them. She looks great. I wish that we could see her a bit better in that second one. Because it's so funny. This guy on the spot, the follow spot. And then they cut to her. And it's just like this wash of dark blue. And I'm like, is the light on her? Give me, give me, give me a lot of gels, Dave. Give me a lot of gels. And she just keeps thinking about how she's, she's you know, fallen to her knees and she is, stays standing the whole song. So Correct. I did appreciate it. There's one shot that it's, it, she is absolutely going down to her knees and then they cut to the wide and she is still standing yep. upright. Yep. 
Um, but Cher stated that she felt this could have been a much better film, pinning the blame on writer-director Steve Anton. Sure. Quote, terrible director, really terrible director, and really terrible script. I remember him saying to me, I don't care about what you say. I just want to shoot the dance numbers. Oh. And she also added that had it been shorter, it would have, quote, squeaked by and been a really good popcorn movie. And if this is like a tight 90. Yeah. And you actually have someone that cares about the you dialogue cut scenes. this will they won't they with the cookie oh box. God. Cut this aim famous Amos box out. Just cut like cut from, crotch the, box cut from them dancing at the Get wedding these to cookies them out of this movie in bed in the mood in bed at, like it just cut straight to that great we get it but or then the we don't get morning. the buns but honestly we don't need it there we can just have like instead of him coming in the room and seeing like through the open door her changing have it be her let's just have her have it yes. be the female gaze please that's what we need that's what yeah, we we're yeah, you're right, because like she's our protagonist, but we see the entire time whenever we're in his apartment, we're seeing everything through his eyes. Yeah. And it's we like get a little I mean, well, I think they're trying to do both. But I think that Christina Aguilar that he always reads is like Auga looking at her yes. and she's just the acting Golly. isn't there for she's sometimes looking at him with his like when he's shirtless. And I think that's what we're supposed to be getting from that. Yeah. But it just looks like that she is just like, oh, He's not wearing a shirt or as if she's like, <laughs> what's that tattoo of? Oh, we're, we're done. We cut a lot oh, of her, it's the next scene. Her looks also read as very innocent and sweet yeah. rather than like, yum. Mm, give me some of them cookies. <laughs> we need a little bit of yum. <laughs> not enough yum. Not enough yum. A lot um, of yuck though. <laughs> not enough yuck. yucks. Not enough yucks. Not enough yum. Uh, final thoughts on burlesque. Any moments we haven't touched on or any characters that popped out? Oh, we talked about this ridiculous thing where she doesn't, she assumes he's gay, Jack, because he's wearing eyeliner, which number one, get over yourself. Number two, he's clearly having to wear a costume to work at this club. But then when, you know, she stays over, like sleeps on the couch and she's like, I made breakfast. He's like, oh, it smells great. And she's just wearing like a long t-shirt type thing. She's very, she's more covered than she is at work, you know, but, um, then like she finds out like, she's like, oh, that's, who is she? Your sister is like, oh, it's my fiance. She's like, you're straight. The like goofy Hallmark music that oh. comes in underneath this. She's like, oh, I better put on pants and run out into the rain is so ridiculous. And then after they have this like whole montage of like the night they've spent together, she goes, well, it's official. You're definitely not gay. I was like, Okay. Number one, there is such a thing as bisexuality. Number two, we've already had a scene where Stanley Tucci and Cher talk about the fact that they slept together, even though he's gay. I was like, even in the context of this movie, they don't believe this is true. Um, well, she's small town Iowa. Which, that's what she thinks. It just seemed like a joke. She's still that learning. The guy well, it's also it a in. stupid oh, joke. We also haven't discussed the thing that perhaps irritated me the most. Hmm. Singing with no microphones and being amplified with reverb in this space. Yeah, they don't. Once they're like, they have they have beautiful fifty fives syncing, and then once they're like Christina Aguilera, you can sing. Now you're gonna sing with no microphone, not a head mic, not a. They so have the fifty fives, so, so her hands can go like on her head as she's shaking herself back and forth. Well, then give her a stand. Like the, some well, of give it, her the I get that it's not, give her the, yeah, give well, her a head mic. That there's a head mic that's so good and invisible and oh, tiny that we can't see it. I've never seen. We one know that she's that wearing good. a wig. 
We know that she's we wig, know that so she's there could a wig. be a little head mic attached to the wig. Absolutely. Um, I thought I had one more thing. Oh, it's as though it's not 2009, 2010 when this is being shot. Like, you could get the internet on a smartphone by this point. Like, I had a touchscreen yeah. phone by the time it was 2010. It felt like this movie was supposed to be taking place decades ago. Yes. As if this was, like, the first burlesque club ever. And that's why she was like, I've never even heard of anything like this. Like, but it then feels... it's firmly taking place in the year of 2010. Yeah, but there's, like, Mistake. no one has a Mistake. cell phone. Not really. Not that they used to, like, I'm so lost. I don't yeah. know. Get directions then on your smartphone that you have. Because this was the modern. Now, maybe you're broken. You don't have a smartphone yet. But, like, mm. there's just, like, no one is using technology. Like, I always find that very irritating when it's, like, they haven't accounted for the fact why you might not, like, have that. It's just, like, her being lost. And be like, oh, golly. Also, her, like, practicing her moves while walking down a crowded L.A. street. It's just, like, please. <laughs> please. Uh, um, but other than that. No notes. No notes. No notes other than all the notes. Other than everything I said, I think I've given my feedback. Hour and 40 minutes. Eh, You know, other than that, that, no thoughts whatsoever. Just like this movie, no thoughts. Um, (laughs) So on with this, there was a burlesque stage musical that was supposed to open at Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey, followed by a Broadway adaptation but it was supposed to open at Paper Playhouse in autumn 2020, and all the plans were canceled due to COVID-19. So there's some silver lining all with right, COVID. I've got, I've got to look this up. But in 2019, a full-length burlesque tour based on the movie embarked, including, it. all I saw, at British venues. So I've not looked up anything beyond what this said on Wikipedia. Starring. RuPaul's Drag Races, Pheromone as Ali, and Chad Michaels as oh, Tess. Oh, now, now, now we're talking. Now, a drag version of this works that for me. That is what this is meant Pheromone to be. is, I mean, Chad Michaels, obviously, like, for those who don't know, Chad Cher. Michaels, like, is famous for playing Cher. Before he ever got on Drag Race, it was for, like, playing Cher. Fantastic. You can, you can watch Snatch Game that year. But Pheromone is, like... I made a pheromone reference last week in the dressing room when like the the makeup designer came in and was like, oh, you could layer on more highlighter. And we just had to get me a different um, brush because it just wasn't sticking to it. I was like, I'm not afraid of highlighter. You can call me pheromone. Um, (laughs) Anyway, that's delightful. She's just got enough like silly pluck to make it work. But that I think that's what we need. You want to make this a stage show? Yes. All drag. Yes. That's the vibe. And that's what we apparently got. Amy Jo? Yes, Jeff? What are you recommending this week? I think you'll be unsurprised to hear I'm going to recommend some actual burlesque artists that oh, you should follow, nice. look up. Awesome. Um, as we've mentioned, Hazel Honeysuckle. Um, all, all these people you can find on Instagram. But if you look for her on YouTube, you can find her like tree beard act, but she has a lot of other stuff. Um, if I don't give an at handle, it's just that the name that I've said is their at on Instagram. Obviously, Dita Von Teese, the most Obviously. famous burlesque artist uh, working today. Um Dirty Martini. She's at Dirty Martini NYC. Legend. I've been fortunate enough to gig with her a couple of times and I've seen her a number of times. She's like one of the biggest names in burlesque. Um, Tigger at Tiggerlesque. Um, he is 
probably the most famous boylesque uh, performer, or at least was like when when I first started like watching burlesque. Uh, Michelle Lemour, who uh, hosted the very first burlesque show I ever saw, which was in Chicago. Joe Boobs Weldon, she's <laughs> at Headmistress Joe. Media Noche, who's Media Noche Burlesque. Jin Minsky, who is working in the show with me. She's also a sword swallower and a tap dancer. Uh, Lillen, at Lillen Burlesque, uh, who is known for uh, taking off her stockings with her teeth and also smoking with her feet. Um <laughs> Pearl Noir at the Pearl Noir, and that's Pearl P-E-R-L-E Noir N-O-I-R-E. Alaska the Lost Boy, another sword swallower and aerialist. A lot of these people are also cirque-lesque performers, which is people who do burlesque and cirque elements, including two to fly burlesque, my friends uh Ben Franklin and Josh Dean, who are a couple and burlesque team and also like aerialists, hula hoopers, they're hula hoop artists, they're incredible. Hazel Honeysuckle. Um, Broody Valentino, uh, who I once I once hosted a show that he did an entire Sunset Boulevard strip, like started as full Norma Desmond and then stripped to Salome Seven Veils, which I was just like, this is what I a nerd I'm here for. Um, and then Mr. Gorgeous, who if you are a drag race viewer, you've seen many of his designs. Mm. Uh, most recently, um, he did a couple of looks for Jinx on All Star Seven. Uh, her veil with the butterflies that was made by him and. Um, the whole art series of reveals that with the Klimt dress and all the pop art stuff, that's Mr. Gorgeous. But he's also a fantastic burlesque performer zone, right? There are so many incredible burlesque artists out there. Just watch some of them on YouTube, follow them on Instagram. Yeah. So fun, so playful, such incredible variety. There's any kind of burlesque you could want. Then you might know this you is burlesque. And after that, how you, how you burlesque. Yeah, you could show me show how, you how you burlesque. Yeah. Love it. Jeff. Amy Joe. What are you recommending? I'm going to recommend if you are in the mood for this kind of movie, if you are vibing for a silly, campy, some might just say bad musical, <laughs> I want to direct you to 1984's Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Oh boy. Starring Pia Zadora and Craig Schaefer and Academy Award winner ruth gordon uh <laughs> has a movie about these aliens who come to earth searching for the source of rock and roll some find love some some run afoul of some uh some no good nicks of this uh gang of greaser type uh gang members this one of is, whom is unbelievably buff particularly for 1984 this is very true there's a sea monster for some reason there's oh, right. some escaped murderers there the aliens have a robot that has to be in disguise as a fire hydrant for the whole movie uh the jermaine jackson has a cameo at the beginning with this amazing number of pizadora uh, and that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie it's it's a bananas film it makes not a lick of sense but it's got in my opinion a pretty great soundtrack and if you just want to see a very nonsense if you want to see if you're like earth girls are easy is a little too star studded and a little too norm core i want me. the version that's even more bananas then check out voyage of the rock aliens for a fun stupid silly time and that's what we're recommending this week da -da -da. do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of email us at and almost starring at gmail.com and let us know follow us on instagram at and almost starring show us some love over there and we'll show you love right back
Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. Wagon wheel want to see. <laughs> uh.